Welcome back to Alliance's Heroes, where heroes in business align. To be part of our super community and find out more about Alliances, visit www.alliances.com. That's right, again, and welcome back to the show. What a way to start the morning when we had Billy Morrison, the guitarist for Billy Idol. So make sure that you check out alliances.com, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com, where we have interviews of people that are making a change, helping others, bringing joy to others, making a difference in the world. And you can too, because that's where we unlock the secrets with our interviews. And I'm very honored today to have with us Danelle Barrett, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral, and we're going to talk about her book in a minute, but you could reach her at Danielle, DanielleBarrett.com. That's again, DanielleBarrett.com. You can see below the link. So make sure you type that in because we're going to talk about what she's doing now and also to what she created. So welcome to the show. Very honored that you're here today. Oh, thanks. No, it's my honor to be here, David. I mean, really exciting. Thank you. But it's because of people like you that we're even allowed to do this show and have the freedom to be able to do it. Um, so thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the the, the freedom. And in fact, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, is do you think is freedom that something that someone could take for granted, having not known what having not having freedom is? Yeah, it's really interesting you bring that up because that's a, even at my retirement, I spoke about this, why it was so important. You know, we swear an allegiance to protect and defend our constitution, not to a person, not to a thing that's different or a political party. And it's so important because that protects those freedoms. And, you know, all of us in the military would give our life to make sure that someone can have the right to free speech, for example, even if they express themselves in a way that we don't particularly agree with or like, it doesn't matter. The fact that we want them to express themselves and have that freedom forever is so important. And, you know, we've seen that now with, uh, honestly, the Taliban taking over in Afghanistan, how freedoms um, supplied previously are now being denied again and how horrible that is. And we do take it for granted in this country, particularly if you haven't lived anywhere else or gone anywhere else where your freedoms are restricted. You, people just sometimes have no idea how lucky we are here. As flawed as our country is sometimes, it's a it's a wonderful place and we have a wonderful a set of basic core values and tenets that keep our our democracy moving forward and we just got to protect those at all costs and i think we see how fast things can move on a dime if we're not per continuing protecting the freedom right things can change we see it in the news where it's changing overnight yeah Absolutely. And, you know, particularly now in the age of the, the Internet second, right, um, David, news travels fast, good and bad, and bad information can cause people to be influenced in certain ways and behave ways that they may not have before. And, um, and so we can't ever let that allow us to question our core freedoms, though, and stay true as a nation to what we believe in, our freedom to be religion, freedom of speech, assembly, all those things are so important. And we're going to talk about your book soon, but um, I think it's important for our viewers and listeners to get an idea of, of the rank that you had in the military. So can you please uh, do a brief overview for those of you that may not be so familiar with it? And also, too, is how you went to achieve such a high ranking and the amount of dedication, because, again, those of us that haven't do it, we have no idea. 
Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you, a lot of it is luck, too, and people looking out for you. Um, uh, I've had great mentors my whole career. So I was an admiral in the Navy, um, a one-star admiral, and they go all the way up to four stars. So one-star admirals are getting coffees for four-star admirals. That's how you can think about it, right? Um, but uh, the, but once you, uh, you go up the ranks, you know, uh, there's officer and enlisted ranks. And enlisted ranks go up to master chief in the Navy. That's a very uh, high rank equivalent of admiral to the enlisted folks. And then the admirals are, you know, you go up from lieutenant and lieutenant commander and captain, and then you make admiral if you're lucky. And I was very, very lucky. I'll be honest with you. Um, on any given day, uh, the wind could have blown someone else's direction and another great officer could have been picked. And that would have been great for the Navy, too. You know, so I just feel really blessed to have been selected. And people looked out for me, David, the whole time through. I mean, you know what they say about a turtle on a fence post. They didn't get there by themselves. Right. Well, I was that turtle on the fence post. I had tons of people who were great mentors and great leaders and gave me opportunities and let me fail and let me learn from failure and to move on from that. And I was just very blessed. Yeah. And when it was announced and when you found out that you achieved this ranking, what, what kind of feeling is going through your mind and body? Um, you just feel really grateful. I will tell you, my first feeling was just grateful because, like I said, it could have been one of, you know, maybe 30 other officers that day and the wind could have blown someone else's direction and it would have been them. And and then you feel a sense of responsibility, like, OK, now I'm given this, you know, being able to re breathe some rarefied air, honestly. And and what am I going to do with that opportunity? How am I going to use my couple years as an animal? Because you have a limited shelf life, you know what I mean? And how am I going to use those years to accelerate change, to be transformational, to pick the hill? I want to die on that will make a difference before I make my exit. So that's the kind of thing you, you, you shoulder a responsibility not to just let status quo move on, but to do something that will make a difference for our military. I think you bring up a great point. You're right. It's a certain period of time. It's not going to be forever and ever and ever. What can I do? And I think that's such a important, valuable, valuable advice. And again, we have with us Danelle Barrett, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral. And we're going to talk about our book now, Rock the Boat, Lead Change, Encourage Innovation, and Be a Successful Leader. Make sure you go to DanelleBarrett.com. We'll have it on our website. We'll have it below if you're watching, listening, wherever you are. Make sure you go check out Alliances.com because you're listening to me, David Kogan, host of the Alliances Hero Show. So make sure you go to Alliances and we'll have the link on there for you to be able to go to her site and get the book. Um, so Danelle, talk to us about the, the key takeaways of the book. Uh, first of all, please share with us maybe a, the, the first key takeaway that you'd like somebody to have. Yeah, so I, I wanted the book to be sort of like a conversation like we're having now, like just with a cup of coffee with your mentor and, you know, the practical things that you want to take away and go and do something with. You know, a lot of leadership books are really lofty and they'll have like mathematical formulas in them, which I don't know about you, but they make my head want to explode when I see that happen, right? Because, you know, leadership is not about formulas or all that crazy, you know, kind of trying to make gravitas to it. It's basically, you know, you know, empathy and good, you know, being attuned to other people and being having a vision. And so in the book, I really just want it to be a conversation. So there's basically three kind of tenets that run through the book is, um, you know, inspire and connect people because you need to do that as a leader. You need to be inspirational in the way that Walt Disney was, for example, or Elon Musk or those people. You have to have a bold vision. And then you have to be able to connect people to help you because you're never going to do it by yourself. You have to have a team around you that's way smarter than you that's going to get you there, right? 
And then you need to take away, in my opinion, three positives from any bad thing that happens because bad things are going to happen and you are going to stumble. And it may be a personal failure or a professional failure, whatever. You can't beat yourself up about that. You got to just keep going and pull the three positives out of there. Okay, what was the good out of that? And move and focus on that because that'll have the people around you focused more optimistically as well. And then lastly, uh, don't be a jerk. I mean, I can't say it any more clearly than that, but I mean, you know, we've all worked for the jerk, right? And most times they don't know what, that they're even a jerk. That's what makes them a jerk, even worse, right? Jerk to the 10th degree, right? They got their PhD in jerk. And so you just always keep your behaviors in check, keep your humility in check, you know, all those things that, um, you know, how you want to be treated. It's kind of the golden rule, you know? It's not, it's not rocket science. It's, you know, I say it's so easy a monkey could do it. And honestly, it is, you know, you just have to really stay grounded to your core values, uh, your moral compass, true, you know, your vision and take care of the people. Danelle, you spent 30 years in the Navy, 30 years. If you look back on your career within the Navy, 30 years, what would you say is, is maybe one of the single points? What? I know that looks impossible. I only look 22. I know that seems impossible because I only look 22. <laughs> what happened when you started the movie at five years old, right? I mean, it works. They recruited you at five. But right. if, one, if you know, there's got to be particularly one memory that just stands out the most for you, becoming so vivid in that. What? What is that? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, um, there was a couple things. The one thing that I find most important is not to focus, like a lot of people focus on like what their terminal pay grade was, like making an animal. And believe me, that's really significant and I'm very grateful. But for me, it's like small moments that are more impactful that I remember. It's like somebody who comes up to you in a store and says, hey, ma'am, you don't remember me, but you're the reason I stayed in the Navy or you gave me a second chance when nobody else would. And those kind of moments are the ones that, you know, really recharge your batteries and say, okay, man, I did the right thing from a leadership perspective. Um, but then from like a supporting the nation perspective, um, my tours in Iraq and supporting um, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom and then Operation uh, supporting Afghanistan operations too, those were pretty significant. And we did some relief operations in Haiti that I felt were really, like we really, I really, felt like we were making a difference on the ground there. So those kind of tours, um, I always found really rewarding and I'm really grateful to be able to participate in. How have you seen things change from when you started? I mean, 30 years, it's definitely not the same from when you first started. Talk to us about what you've seen the change and the biggest change that you predict or see in the future. Right. So I've seen big changes on the human front and the technology front. So on the technology front, you know, we're faced with a world where we have exponentially accelerating and converging technology that is making warfare completely different. You know, when you can have uh, things influenced just by words and social media and get people to react in a way that you don't have to shoot a weapon anymore. I mean, that's pretty scary. We need to figure out how we're going to manage that in a world that that is the reality, right? Um, and then just the advances in technology when it comes to be able to connect and communicate and all those kind of things. And then on the personal side, um, you know, I saw a lot of changes in just how uh, folks of different uh, backgrounds, genders, um, racial uh, uh, categories and things like that were treated. When I first came in, things were way different from when I left and much better and much improved. And there was people really got what was uh, needed to be changed. And not that it's perfect, because it's not. It's a reflection of society, and society is not perfect. But it certainly has come a long way, and we're much more inclusive. And that diverse.
diverse force makes us a much more lethal, capable warfighting force for the nation. It's just amazing to see how well that's come along, and it'll continue to, to do well. Um, what about as far as, and we've got time, and I think this uh, for, our, for our last question, and it's very important in that, is what do you see that parents can do now to instill into their children to grow up, be good citizens, help others? I mean, like you've done, again, for 30 years, protecting the country. Uh, uh, Danielle, what, what would you say that they could do to instill the right things like what the military has instilled with those that are part of it? Yeah, I think parents can do probably more than they do now with making sure their kids, you know, we're a very individualistic society. You know, it's like, hey, get out there, get your degree, make a lot of money, do this, excel, be number one, whatever. Um, and a lot of what I think that we need to also focus on is how we're making somebody else more successful than us. You know, why can't that be the focus? Because if everybody does that, then everybody wins, right? And so focus on how you can make yourself successful, great, but how do you make somebody else appear a subordinate more successful than you? And how do you volunteer yourself and your service and your talents? Not all the time, because we have busy lives, I get it. But you know, how do you contribute back to the greater good? How do you look at the greater good before you look at what's best for you? And it's tough in our society, because everything in our society is focused on being number one, right? Second place is the first loser and all those things, right? Um, but but it really is important to focus on, you know, what are those core values that keep us strong as a nation and that we have to protect and that we have to have all of our citizens contributing, you know? Awesome and incredible. Well, Danielle, you encourage others to rock the boat and become a successful leader. That's a hero. 30 years in the military. That's right. Make sure you get her book, Rock the Boat, Lead Change, encourage innovation and be a successful leader go to daniellebarrett.com d-a-n-e-l-l-e-b-a-r-r-e-t-t.com and of course we'll have on our website at alliances this has been david cogan with the alliances hero show thanks david